from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, November the 15th, 2021, as we enter the final week of the CFL's regular season. I have no idea where the last four months, four and a half months have gone. Uh, But here we are about to play game number 14 in the CFL's 14-game schedule. The Hamilton Tire Cats will host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And it's it's pretty simple. You win and you get to host the East Final. But if Montreal happens to beat last place Ottawa on Friday night, then you need to win. Or else you're heading to Montreal to play the East Semifinal. So it is a big week on the CFL calendar. Made even more big. After Friday's game in Toronto, where the Ticats fell 31-12, to of course, we're going to get into all that. We'll hear from Coach O, we'll hear from Masoli, we'll hear from Tim White. Uh, we'll get into it with the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti. Uh, there is a bit of a roster announcement I'll, uh, I'll let you know about coming up in uh, just a little bit as well. But I wanted to start off with some good news, is that we did know that it was going to be a bit of a scaled down version of uh, CFL's Grey Cup, but there are going to be things going on around the city to celebrate this beautiful game, and we're so excited, uh, you know, to be able to put on some events for you. The Grey Cup will get here at Bayfront Park on Tuesday, December the seventh at eleven a.m. Where you can come join fans, uh, you can come join Mayor Eisenberger, Randy Ambrosi, and Ticats alumni to welcome. That's always a classic, welcoming the Grey Cup here to uh, to Hamilton. The Grey Cup Party headquarters is going to be at the Hamilton Convention Center. That'll be the official home to several events and celebrations throughout the week, including the Eastern Social Hall presented by Access Storage, which will be open on Friday night. The Western Social Hall will be open on Saturday. Uh, you can get Tickets ahead of time, they're going to be 20 bucks. There's going to be a Tiger Town game day party presented by Bench Brewing and in partnership with the Ticats Alumni Association. That's going to be going on game day from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. at the Hamilton Convention Center. The Commissioner's Fan State of the League will be going down December 10th. The CFL Awards on December 10th. And there'll also be some fan favorite celebrations, including the Spirit of Edmonton to host their team parties on Friday, Saturday, and uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, excuse me, and their traditional breakfast on the Saturday. The Atlantic Schooners will host their East Coast Kitchen Party on Saturday, December 11th, and the CFL Alumni Association Legends Luncheon will be going down 11 till 4 at the end zone. So still lots going on on Grey Cup week, but still lots of football to be played. And uh, the Ticats will have to get to the Grey Cup the hard way. They'll have to go through Toronto after Friday's game. For more on that, let's hear from the head coach of the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer. Here's what he had to say following the loss Friday night. Uh, well, I haven't really dissected it. I just know we got in three phases. Uh, they played better than we did. And that's, that's the bottom line, uh, specifically – you know, offensively, I thought we missed some shots early. Uh, that was kind of the plan to go after it. And we didn't, uh, we, we had a drop and we, we didn't connect. Uh, there was still plenty of football game left after those uh, missed, missed opportunities. Uh, we took some penalties to give them good field position. And, you know, defensively, we got, we got to get off the field, you know, uh, a little bit more and, and keep them off the scoreboard. So, 
you know, I thought that we played decent in spots, but boy, that's uh, you're not going to beat a lot of football teams playing the way that we played. It's all correctable. You know, these are these are uh, preventable mistakes. And if we want to, you know, if we want to have a chance at, at this thing, uh, we, we got to eliminate those. That's that's the bottom line. So, um, yeah, just just disappointed. You know, it's uh, it's very disappointing. Credit credit Toronto. Yeah, there's definitely some things that uh, when it comes to the drops that, that we haven't seen, I thought that uh, we started off the, the football year uh, with a lot of penalties. I thought we had that curbed and, uh, you know, with the ones that we could control. And sometimes it's not the amount of penalties, it's the timing of them. And when you're when you're playing in a, a quote unquote championship type caliber game like this, you got to play cleaner. And, and we didn't do that. And uh, yeah, it's just disappointing. Uh, we, we hadn't really shown shown signs of that. But uh, everybody's got to look themselves in the mirror, starting with me and and go back and go to work. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tigers, Orlando Steinar, as he spoke after the Ticats' 31-12 loss on Friday. There is a little bit of a roster note to pass along your way as the Ticats have announced they have signed national place kicker Gabriel Ferrero to a deal. He's been added to the suspended list while he completes his quarantine. Uh, he attended camp with the Cats this season. He also spent some time with the Blue Bombers in October on their practice roster. Uh, he's a native of Mississauga. He appeared in five games with the Rough Riders in uh, 2019, converting seven of his nine field goal attempts. He also spent time with the Red Blacks and was originally selected in the seventh round in the 2018 draft by the Calgary Stampeders. He is a product of the University of Guelph, where he set the U Sports record for field goals made in a season with 33 back in 2017. So uh, Gabriel Ferrero signed by the Ticats. Meanwhile, they have released Taylor Bertolette. Uh, Taylor Bertolette was the starting kicker for most of the Ticats games this season. Uh, played in Friday night's game. Uh, he has now been released. And uh, Gabriel Ferrero, uh, has been signed. So something to keep our eye on because there's, you know, now both the Ticats kickers are nationals. So that makes you think that there's going to be an extra spot for an American on the field. And uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that. But uh, yes, the Ticats releasing Taylor Bertolette and signing Gabriel Ferraro. All right, let's hear from Jeremiah Masoli. Didn't have his best performance of the season. Not a a terrible game. You know, I'm not going to take that last pick six into too much consideration as the Ticats were down by 12 at the time. But uh, he finished the game with another 300-yard performance, but 326 yards and two interceptions, uh, ending his uh, attempts without a completion somewhere in the neighborhood of near 200. But uh, not the best game for Jeremiah Masoli. Here's what he had to say afterwards. Um, uh, You know, we got to tip our hats to them. Uh, They played well. They played hard. And – you know, we just we just weren't hitting. We just weren't hitting. We had opportunities. We had chances, and uh, we just didn't execute. Uh, maybe, maybe I, th- uh, you know, uh, that 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 could have been it for some guys. Um, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just it's just it just comes down to us being us, being able to execute. You know, playing smart. Uh, we know, you know, that guys on the other side of the ball are, are talented as well, but. We just, we just got to do us and we got to execute and we got to hit it when it's there. So, 
you know, whether we're charged up or not, you know, that stuff wears off anyways. And uh, we got to settle down and, and, complete, and play a complete game. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could say that. But at the end of the day, it's we didn't do it. You know, it's three ones. So um, it's kind of like, you know, winning by one point or, or 30, you know, wins a win. So um, we, we, we just got to learn from it, man. Thankfully, uh, you know, this this isn't like a playoff, uh, you know, where we're out. We get to come back and have another opportunity to to get better and uh, fix fix any of the mistakes and, uh, you know, hopefully be back here soon. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, I don't know if we're, we're in that mindset. I, I don't think so. I don't think uh, it feels like we're back against the wall right now. Um, I just think we, uh, we you know, we kind of didn't play up to our standard. So uh, that, that was, that was kind of the story of the night for us. And then, um, you know, we just, we just gotta, we just gotta get back to get back in it get back to practice this week and have a great week of practice. That is the Ticats quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli. He threw for 22 of 40 passes, completed 22 of 40 passes, excuse me. It's a 55% conversion rate, 326 yards and two interceptions. He also added 37 yards on four carries on the ground. Uh, And let's hear from Tim White. We named him our performer of the game afterwards. He finished the game with five catches, 110 yards, including 75 yards after the catch and a 50-yard completion late. Uh, he was the first tie cat to go over 100 receiving yards this season. Uh, and here's what he had to say after the game. Yeah, I think early on, uh, we just got to, you know, step out there with more composure. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. We got to be good on first down and then execute on second downs, especially crucial second downs. And, you know, try our best to put points on the board. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I really, me personally, I don't mind it. I don't think the team minds it either. I think it's a step that we need right now. I think, uh, getting the extra game, you know, I think it's important for us. Uh, and you know, we have a team that fights. I think we showed that tonight. So I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, that's something that's on our mind that we're worried about. Yeah. I mean, stats, they don't matter. I just wanted a dub, you know, that's all that matters to me. Uh, you know, the big games and, and losses, you know, you want to do all that you could do to help your team. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want wins. So I think it was tough. You know, I think at the end of the day, we just got to, I mean, we have to embrace whatever obstacles we face on the field. So, you know, a little bit of rain, a little wind, whatever it is, I think we need to understand that we have each other's backs and we're just going to show up and make the plays that we have to make and, you know, go back to the drawing board and, and rehash whatever it is that, you know, we made mistakes and just continue to make plays. Uh, I wouldn't say so. I think it comes down to executing. I don't think we executed the game plan. I thought Tommy called a great game. I thought we could have executed better. Uh, We missed a lot of opportunities out there, and that's on us. So we're just going to go back to practice and work hard, and and that's all it comes down to. That is Ticats receiver Tim White as he spoke after the Ticats 31-12 loss to the Argos on Friday. And again, reminder, the regular season for the Ticats wraps up this Saturday it's a win, and you get to host the East semifinal the following week. If you lose and the Alouettes beat the Red Blacks a night earlier on Friday, well, then it's off to Montreal to take on the Alouettes in the East semifinal. Either way, you'll be waiting for the Argonauts, who will wrap up their regular season tomorrow against the Elks uh, before uh, they uh, host the East final on December 5th. 
All right, let's get more on Friday night's game. Very pleased now to be joined by uh, the man between the benches. That's the CFL and TSN's Matthew Shinetti. And uh, Matthew, you and I were exchanging text messages after the game on Friday, and I said, you know, I had seen that game going about 100 different ways, none of them like that. Uh, your assessment on, uh, on what you saw on Friday night. Well, I'll tell you this. After a lot of the Argos players came up to me and Argos fans came up to me to remind, uh, and if you don't think that CFL fans of any stripe, Louie, listen to your podcast, you would be dead wrong uh, because Argos fans were quite enthusiastically giving me, let's call it the Vimo Field salute um, during the game uh, and were none too pleased with some of my opinions uh, leading into the game. Uh, the concerning thing for me is this. We've now had a handful of, exper- uh, of experiences to uh, put the premise together. It's very hard to put your money on the Hamilton Tiger Cats in big game situations. And I trace that back to the Great Cup. Obviously, they were overwhelming favorites um, against, the B- uh, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, notwithstanding an early injury to, to Speedy B during that game, notwithstanding everything. But they were... They were favorites going into that game, struggled. Obviously, I don't have to remind Ticat fans what happened. There were certainly issues in the previous Argo loss that Boris Beattie kicked the walk-off winner and the game against the Montreal Alouettes. Either one of those wins changes the complexion of Hamilton's seasons, season. Both of those wins, and not, what happened on Friday is a moot point. It is, a, it is a, just a reality the Ticats have to face that they've made their bed by not executing and now they've got the hard they, they they might have the hardest road albeit to get to hamilton uh, to get home for the great cup but now football reveals who you are <laughs> and right now what we're seeing from hamilton is this is the team everyone thought would win the east uh they did it in the regular they did not in the regular season doesn't mean they won't in the playoffs but the execution was lacking in all three phases. That's not my estimation. That was Orlando Steinhauer's on Friday. And it was clear for all to see. And for a game that was supposed to be full of energy, full of life, full of emotion, full of all these things, it was a dud for Hamilton. And you and I have – you've made this point on this program before where I could ask the question, well, isn't this what good teams – don't good teams have to go through adversity – but this team's been through adversity. Orlando Steinauer's been through adversity. Not last year, but maybe it is a question that, that because last year things seem to have come so easily for them, is there something to be taken away from getting picked, you know, punched in the gut week 15, the second last week of the regular season? Is there something the Ticats can take from this? You know what? Uh, this is what I want to take from this. This is my unsolicited opinion as someone who is, you know, works for TSN. Uh, I know – at least on the periphery. I don't, I'm not at practice every single day. I don't live in that facility. I don't know what it's like at the 7 a.m. meetings when guys are coming in. I don't know what the, what the conversations are between the coaches, but I know this. Orlando Steinar puts a tremendous amount of – he gives his players the opportunity and the responsibility to go ahead and, and, and take charge of their preparation, of what they do. doesn't mean that the players run everything. It means that the coaches trust the players. We're at a point now where I think we're going to see quite possibly the best of what Orlando Steinauer can offer as a head coach and his, and his you know, accompanying position coaches because the Ticats need, as players and as coaches, they need to sit down and have a lot of hard discussions this week. 
there were outright drops that don't happen. You know, there are play calling choices. Certainly, I am never going to debate Tommy Condell in any facet about how well, the game of football. I am not silly, nor am I, nor am I stupid. But clearly, what the Ticats wanted to do was, was pretty apparent early on, and it just didn't work. And Orlando Steinauer said, defend, like, that's offensively. Defensively, he said to me at halftime, we need to get two and outs. And then the, and then the Argos marched down the field with, with basically McLeod Bethel-Thompson just passing it to Curly Gittins Jr. several times. And, you know, that, that, that one touchdown um, that they had in the corner of the end zone where it was basically, you know, one move, two move, and, and score. Like, I know the quality of execution that Orlando Steinauer and Mark Washington expect out of their players. That wasn't it. So Montreal has a, has a win, albeit against, yes, uh, a, a Winnipeg Blue Bombers team that didn't have Zach Kolaros. Um, but now they have to win on the weekend. Yeah. And you don't want to be in this situation, but you are. So you have to win on the weekend against, yes, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders team that has sealed the West semi, but is not a team that is going to go ahead and just come to Hamilton and roll over. Like, yeah. like this is, this is going to be tough. And, you know, as you say, you know, it's, it's um, you know, pressure makes diamonds or, or, or whatever the expression may, may be. But Hamilton has put themselves in this situation. Now we're going to see what this iteration of it, the Tie Cats can do, if anything, to pull themselves out of it. Um, a bright spot in this season, uh, definitely last uh, last game, was was Tim White, the first Tie Cat to break for uh, a 100-yard game. And I think if you had you know found a, uh, someone who would offer you props on first Tie Cat with a 100-yard receiving game, Tim White probably would have made you some money. Um, but to that point, is Tim White becoming – it's just one season. It's a condensed season, a small body of work. But is he becoming an everyday – you know, bona fide CFL receiver right before our eyes this season? Here's the part of the, the podcast where I insert the fact that the Ticats have had to deal with a lot of injuries on offense. And any Ticat fan, especially those who wear the black and gold and who do work at 64 Melrose Avenue, will remind me that Braylon Addison has dealt with injuries all season. That's Brandon Banks has dealt with a rib injury all season. That there have been issues in the, in the, um, in the backfield all season. And yet, yes, Tim White has been somebody who has emerged as a as a reliable deep threat, um, and I think it shows you yet again the Tie Cats have depth, um, and that is never the issue. The issue is never that you know Drew Alamang and Sean Burke don't bring in got quality guys who you know the the cliche next man up mentality. Always Hamilton always goes ahead and comes through, um, but offensively, one guy can't do it on his own. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, Tim White has been, has been certainly very good. But if you asked me that we'd be waiting until the second last week of the season to see a tight cat with 100 yards, I would be shocked. I'd be like, nope, I, would, I, I was expecting it to be several times. Um, but, you know, the little things, the, the little performances, the, the detailed performances, there are certainly guys throughout this roster who have week in and week out Maybe not the same guy consistent, consistently, but there have been guys who have certainly played well. And, you know, Tim White was one of them, um, very, one of very few, uh, albeit, on, uh, on Friday. Um, having said all of that, we're now at a point going forward where it can't just be one guy and it can't just be one person 
because uh, you're not going to win a great cup. You, if you look, if you, if you look at, because this is just the, my honest unsolicited opinion. If you look at everyone that, that Hamilton has to beat now to get to, to get to the great cup. So the Argos are showing that they are, they are literally peaking at the right time. Absolutely. You look at, um, you look at Montreal. Well, Trevor Harris, when he plays in the semifinal uh, in, in, in the East, uh, Ticat fans are aware, as are other teams across the league, he has a very good record in the first round of the CFL playoffs. He is excellent. Um, so everyone's going to have to step up. Uh, Dunbar is going to have to step up. Unger is going to have to step up. Uh, Speedy B is going to have to find, you know, find his groove. Jeremiah Masoli undoubtedly will be the first person to be watching film from the second it was the, the game ended to all the way to next to, to this coming Saturday. Everyone knows they're going to have to execute. It can't just be on one guy. What, what are you going to be watching this week of practice? Tigers have the day off. We won't see who's out, who's in type thing uh, till later this week, but what, what would you be kind of watching a little bit closer this week at Tim Hortons field? Well, I want to see what's going on in the backfield. Uh, clearly, um, you know, Don Jackson was a, was a spark for, for the team the two weeks before he, he, he was out, he 200 yards rushing, and that was huge because um, it allows Hamilton to control the line of scrimmage. Certainly it was giving a, a shot to the arm to their, to their offensive line. Um, but defensively, uh, I'm going to say it, whatever the situation was, Whatever the issue was, and on the broadcast, you know, certainly we talked about that little skirmish with Javon Santos Knox. That stuff can't happen now. Like it's you, you can't you can't lose your best tackler uh, or one of your top three tacklers on the team uh, for any for any situation now. Like discipline, especially defensively, is going to be huge. Getting off the field, short drives is going to be huge because I will tell you this: uh, Jason Moss has never been a coach. The offensive coordinator for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders has never been a coach who likes to sit around and just kind of let, you know, be casual on any game. He is intensity personified in this league. So he will make sure that he takes this opportunity to keep Saskatchewan's offense rolling. Um, and they will look at Hamilton not being able to get offenses off the field. And he will be very, very eager to exploit that. So, Defensively, I'm going to be watching what Mark Washington does, what Orlando Steinauer does this week, because the one thing that they're and, and, and for all me being critical, here's he, he, here here is the undeniable truth: those are both elite level coaches. Those are both guys who, and I've watched it, you know, certainly watched Coach Washington these last few seasons in Hamilton, but I have watched Orlando Steinauer for almost a decade, apart from the few seasons that he went to Fresno State. He is someone who goes to every single player. Not a raw, raw guy, not a stare in your face, wagging the finger. He looks, he knows what to say. He knows how to speak. He knows what to do to get guys to execute. The, what I'm watching at practice this week is what he's going to do this week to get guys to execute. Uh, real quick, um, the Argos wrap up their season Tuesday night against the Elks, their regular season. They won't play again for another 26 days. There will be 26 days between that game and the East Final on December the 5th. And you have to think that uh, Toronto's going to be cautious and not play some guys. So some guys will go about 30 days between games. Will that affect them at all, or am I just kind of looking for excuses already for the Argos? No, I'm not I, – I... This is on the flip side. It's 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 going to be a huge challenge for Ryan Dinwiddie. It's going to be a huge challenge for Chris Jones. It's going to be a huge challenge for that entire coaching staff to keep these guys locked in. Because I will tell you, 
the Argos are quite excited at the fact that nobody paid attention to them. And now they are the best team in the East, at least as per the regular season. It's going to be to be mindful of that. Like if it were Hamilton, I'd have, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I know the East finals coming to Hamilton. And I would probably would, would, you know, would say whoever's coming, uh, they're in trouble because that's, but that's not going to happen. Now you have to go to BMO field and that team likes playing at BMO field. They are undefeated at BMO field. And, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, Louie. They're probably going to be undefeated in when the regular season finishes with all due respect to the Edmonton Elks and there's three, three games in seven days, <laughs> unthinkable sprint. Yeah. But this is, a, this is the prime time for Ryan Dinwiddie to prove what he is as a coach. Um, and, and he's proved certainly the last few weeks that, He's got these guys operating, especially offensively. McLeod Bethel Thompson, especially in that second half, looked as good as he ever has in the CFL. Now McLeod Bethel Thompson, with all the faith that he's been put in, with Ryan Dinwiddie has put into him, I know MBT very well and enough to know he will literally be watching film for the next month. And he will be ready to go. Wherever, whomever they play, whether it's the Ticats or the Alouettes, McLeod, you're going to get the best version of McLeod Bethel Thompson. All the details now, all of the other component pieces the Argos have, which beat the Ticats, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see over the coming weeks here that uh, whether or not they can sustain that because we know they can do it in Winnipeg. We know that Mike O'Shea uh, and Kyle Walters have built a, a, a real, real collective identity out in Winnipeg, and those guys don't mess around, and they will be raring to go on December 5th for the, uh, for the Western Final. The Eastern awesome. Final? It's a little up in the air because I want to see what the, how the Argos prepare. Yeah. Well, should be interesting. Matthew, appreciate this as always. Thank you. Thank you, Louis. My thanks to Matthew Shinetti for joining me. My thanks to you as well. Uh, the Ticats are back at the practice fields uh, tomorrow, and we'll be back as well. Same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it as always. Make sure to join us tomorrow for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats Today with Louie B. Subscribe, like, and get your Ticats fix every weekday.